Hi, everybody. This is Parents B. Eichler, a.k.a. The Reb, with a Reb with a cause, and the cause is you, adding meaning, value, and purpose to all our lives. There is a wonderful book, in Hebrew it is called A Safer, that was written, oh, I would say a good two years ago, but has been compiled probably over the past 15 years, called Havanas HaParsha, Understanding the Weekly Torah Portion that is read by Jews around the world in every corner of the globe. Zichron Hanina Elimelech. He was a, a Holocaust survivor who was known for his outstanding self-sacrifice during the time that he was imprisoned in one of the concentration camps, known to have pulled whatever ragged clothing he had over his head to cover his head in respect when he would say a blessing or learn Torah in the most difficult, life-challenging, life-threatening circumstances. So his grandson, his grandson, Nachum Mendel Lerner, New Jersey, over the years has compiled a weekly shear, a class that he has been giving on a weekly basis and compiling the the divrei Torah, the words of Torah that he has compiled from many, many sources and galvanized and put together in very, very powerful consolidated forms. Just beautiful. And each and every one is a gem, a diamond, gold that is beyond any any measure that a person could imagine in terms of value. Many of them, many of them I've taken to heart personally, really all of them actually, but some which I've tucked away in my cerebral cortex in the back of my mind to pull forward when I personally need encouragement, we call chizuk, and then I think are of value to each and every one of us. Every one is a gem, as I mentioned, but there are some which stand out more than others to me personally. One in particular was brought down by the Nachlis Tzvi in a, in a Sefer from Hagon Harav uh, Michlof uh, Hadad, who was brought down. This, uh, this particular story, which was uh, obviously gleaned from both these sources and can be counted on for their verity and reliability. So, listen to the story carefully. Take, take it with you wherever you go. And when I, when I say it over, I think you'll understand why it's so valuable and, and so important. Of course, the first step in the story is to understand, believe, and clearly recognize that there's a God in heaven who runs the world, one God, Hashem, Hulakim, Einod Mubado, there's none other besides him. In the course of our lives, many of us, um, all of us that are engaged in any type of business activity or any activity where we're trying to accomplish something, interact with people. Very often, though, we think that it is those people that are the source of the blessing, of the income, of the money, of the... uh, the remedy, the cure, but truly it's not. They're only messengers. Or as a friend of mine, a wealthy individual said, he doesn't look at himself as a treasurer of that which is God has bestowed upon him, but he looks upon himself as really a sinor, a pipeline, really from um, 
a, a mechanism by which blessing is sent through, just like a pipeline sent through the oil. The pipeline is not the oil itself. It's only a conduit of the, um, of the, the payload that's being delivered. Hashem is the one who is the source of and the, the cause of all blessing. And those who are possessed with the wherewithal resources and means to convey it to others, the smartest ones, the ones that possess wisdom and understanding, humility and fear of God, are the ones who understand that they are merely the conveyor, the conduit, the pipeline through which the blessing passes. And the recipient understands that as well. And this story really illustrates that in a very profound, meaningful, deep, and I think um, a way that every one of us can relate to. So, in the time of Shlomo HaMelech, there was a very rich person named Elkanah, who used to give a lot of tzedakah, a lot of charity, and do a lot of chesed, acts of kindness. One day, boom, he lost all of his money, and from all the riches that he had, he was left with but one goat. A little goat, that was his sole possession. Now, from time to time, King Solomon, Shlomo Melech, would disguise himself as a poor person and go around to the cities to hear how the, the people were doing and what it was that they needed. Being a good king, a kind king, and a wise king, he set out to see what it was that was on people's mind, his people, and to see what it was that people actually needed to be in touch with them. Of course, he didn't want to go out and make a public promulgation that he was now going through the city to do that. He wanted it to be done clandestinely so that he could get an accurate and uh, an obscured vision and understand what happened. One very hot day, really, really hot, when Shlomo Melech went around. He passed by this gentleman, Elkanah's house. Now, Elkanah saw King Solomon, Shlomo Melech, not knowing that he was the king, only looking like a passerby that looked like he was in need of some respite from the heat. He called him, come inside. Come out of the brutal sun and have something to eat and drink. Now, what would there be to eat and drink in a man who had lost everything and possesses but a single goat and lives in a shack? Now, O'Connor took whatever he had and offered Shlomo a tasty, cold, refreshing drink and then served him a delicious piece of roasted meat. Now, in their conversation, O'Connor told Shlomo Melech that he had just slaughtered his last goat to be able to do the mitzvah of with him. He wanted him to know that he was happy to be able to extend this chesed to him and was merely relating it in the conversation. Shlomo Melech was very impressed with the act of kindness of this person. Elkanah told Shlomo Melech, or rather Shlomo Melech told Elkanah, I'm a friend of Shlomo Amela, not revealing that he himself was the king. He took out a piece of paper, wrote something on it, and said, Give this to Shlomo Amela, and he will give you back all the riches that you had. Elkanah took the piece of paper and went to Yerushalayim, went up to Yerushalayim, 
Whenever we go to Yerushalayim, we're always going up. When he came to the palace of the king, so the guards recognized right away the signature, the imprimatur of Shlomo Melech, and they told him that Shlomo Melech was now in the base of Migdash. When he arrived at the base of Migdash, he saw Shlomo Melech bowing to the Rabbani Shlelem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the master of the world, the one and only God. And being mispal, praying that the Rabbani Shlelem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, should give bracha, blessing, to the wheat, that it should be plentiful, and it should be everything that Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, needs. Now when Elkanah saw and heard Shlomo Melech, he thought to himself, if Shlomo Melech himself has to go to the Rabban Shalom to get Toivu Bracha, goodness and blessing, well, why should I go to Shlomo Melech to do me a favor and give me riches? I mean, many people would think, okay, he's the king, he's got it, and he offered it to me, why not accept it? But what he concluded was like this, Shlomo Melech has no power over what will happen to the money after he gives it to me. Just like I was originally rich and lost everything, that can happen again. Let me go directly to the source, to Hashem Yisbrach, to the Rabbani Shalelem, just like Shlomo Melech himself did, and ask the Rabbani Shalelem to give me Shefer Bracha, an outpouring of his blessing. The Pasuk says, that Hashem not only gives to a person, but watches it for the person after it's given to him to guard over it, to protect it, to make sure that it is secure and will be used and actually done in a way that will be protected and utilized properly. Immediately he, he bowed and asked the Rabbani Shalom to give him Shefer Bracha Eslacha, please Hashem, give me your Bracha directly. And he went back to his town filled with a Muna and Betachen, belief and trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Rabbani Shalom, who would make him be Matzliach if he were to be. Elkanah took an axe, went to the forest, and he cut down some wood to sell. It, too, was a very hot day, and it was difficult to cut down the wood. And after a short time, he just lost his strength. He had no more strength, couldn't even stand to hold the axe, and he started crying. He was mispowled, he davened, he prayed to the Rabbani Shalom, master of the world, the Rabbani Shalom, that he should help him. Please, Hashem, please, please help me. You're the only one who can. He composed himself, picked up the axe, picks up the axe once again. Kaveil Hashem, hope in Hashem, and try, try again. And he asked Hashem to help him. He started chopping the wood, but wasn't getting anywhere. He figured he would attempt to uproot the tree with its roots. And you know what? To his amazement, he was successful. He saw that under the tree, the ground was hollow, and there was a shine, glittering, a dazzling glitter, unlike which he had never seen before. It was a shine of pure gold coming from the hole. Amazingly, O'Connor discovered that there was a hidden treasure buried there. He gave Shvach V'hodah, he gave Shevach V'hodah praise and thanks to the Rabbani Shalom for his find. He knew it was directly from Hashem. And soon, 
he was doing business with the treasure. The Rabbani Shalom gave him Hatzlacha. He's the one who granted him success. And now he was much richer than he had been originally. Now, in the meantime, you can imagine, Shlomo Melech is wondering, why didn't this man, O'Connor, come to him for the money? He had carte blanche. What, 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 what was going on? So he asked the watchman of his palace if anyone had sought an audience with the king. Was, was anybody here? Did they come with a, a, uh, a piece of paper that I had written giving him permission to come see me? Did you see anybody? And they told Shlomo Melech, yes, that there was a person who had said that he had a letter. They showed it to him, and they told him that he could go right to the king. At that time, the guards told Shlomo Melech, but the Melech, you, you were in the base of Migdash, and that's the last we saw of him. Well, Shlomo Melech decided to investigate what had happened. He disguised himself again as a poor person and went to the town where Elkanah lived. He found that Elkanah had built himself a beautiful mansion, which was, as you might expect, presently full of guests, and Elkanah himself was serving them, not servants. Seeing Shlomo Melech in his poor clothing and seeing him as a poor person, not seeing him as Shlomo Melech, Elkanah said, please, come take some water, wash yourself, please sit down and, and eat. Don't you recognize me, Shlomo Melech, asked Elkanah. I'm the one that you slaughtered your last animal for, and I gave you a letter to, to give to Shlomo Melech to give to the king, asking to give you riches. Uh, is that where your wealth came from? Elkanah told Shlomo Melech the whole story. Shlomo Melech then revealed to Elkanah that he himself was Shlomo HaMelech, indeed himself. And this is what he told Elkanah. Praiseworthy are you for not putting your trust in a human being, but rather only in the Rabbanu Shalom. And that is what my father, David HaMelech, said. Do not place your trust even in noblemen, in man who has no power of deliverance. The nobleman is only able to provide for others because Hashem provides it for him. Why not go directly to Hashem? In the schus, in the merit of placing our complete trust in the Rabbanu Shalom, may we be zeicha, the kabel penei Mashiach tzitkenu b'meherei b'yemenu amen, to receive the the face of Mashiach, to see him in our time and in our days, quickly, soon, amen. This is Paris Baruch ben Reptuvihal Levi hoping that each and every one of us will be able to integrate what we just heard and be able to see the direct bracha of a Kaddish Baruch Ein Od Milvado.